Hi, Vaughn here, Senior Ecosystem and Partnerships Associate at Beyond Form. We are back with another episode on this podcast, Venturing into Fashion Tech. We have previously discussed in other episodes the different uses of tech in the fashion industry, from NFTs all the way to fitting solutions. Now, what does all of this mean when it comes to fashion brands? Or better yet, why might these same fashion brands actually even consider implementing these technologies into their business models? Are they genuinely wanting to improve the way that they do business? Or are they simply just trying to be what we call fluffy? What does that mean, you ask? Are they doing this to just say, hey, we've got this cool marketing tool? Or, you know, are they actually trying to then help their own business? Sometimes the lines are blurred. Does it really help? Are you thinking of this, uh, I don't know, lay planning tech or, you know, NFT? How does that specifically link with the type of business you're trying to create? Um, And does it really fit in? Or are you just adding something sparkly to what you're currently doing? Be sure to listen until the end as we've got some tips for you on how to do your tech adoption without fluffiness. Well, hi guys, we are back with another uh, podcast episode and uh, this time it's just myself and Peter. Hi everybody. Um, So we are speaking specifically today about what brands are really wanting when it comes to tech adoption in the industry. We have noticed a lot of things uh, that we consider as the word fluffy. Um, and what that really means for you guys listening is that, you know, it's basically not much of substance um, in terms of the usage of tech, uh, but potentially just for marketing, for showing off <laughs> or just trying to show innovation in some sort of way. Um, so that's pretty much what we're going through today and just kind of the main things to put all of that into context is just some of the research that we've done and we've been looking at um, for the past few years as to what is actually happening in tech and fashion. Um, So one of the research that I found specifically quite interesting was the one with Snapchat and Ipsos, where they had um, just under 25,000 participants aged 13 to 44 um, who own a smartphone and actually use one as well. And um, some of those participants um, actually, well, seven in 10 of them in terms of customers, agreed that the AR that they're using actually helped their shopping experience be much easier, Um, which was quite interesting because that was a lot more than I thought, actually, um, in terms of the amount of people who would respond to that. Just from what I've seen in other areas, not as many people were using AR, but in this case, this report says otherwise actually and then the other thing that we notice as well um, when looking into other reports uh, 75% of consumers of this specific research um, believe that physical fashion won't be replaced so that's quite interesting when obviously seeing how potentially brands are responding to um, obviously all of this and the tech adoption itself Um, And then Fashion United did a nice summary of what happened in digital fashion in 2022. And when just going through the whole list, all of these known brands, including Tiffany, um, are just releasing NFTs and metaverse spaces. So that definitely says where, you know, brands are pretty much focusing on um, for 2022. So we 
Hopefully we'll, we shall see, obviously, if that continues in 2023. Uh, and lastly, obviously, we've spoken a lot about how brands could be using things for fluffy side, um, but also um, from what we've seen, uh, or I specifically believe, the other purpose is for the sustainability efforts. Um, whether they are genuine or just to show off, we so, shall see. We can just start off with maybe seeing, uh, well, Peter, why you think brands may be adopting the tech in a in this fluffy way. So I think, you know, one of the reasons why we wanted to do this podcast episode as well is because from our portfolio that we are working with of startups, many of them do struggle to potentially sign those bigger contracts with pilots and I think it's about okay just st- taking a step back and some reflection okay why is this actually happening um, and as Ron was saying as you're saying Ron you know that fluffier side of things we see especially as, as you get up the market levels to the luxury levels a lot of these brands want things very shiny ready plug and play ready to go and if you're a startup by nature, you are messy. You know, if yeah. we're talking about innovation, if we're talking about technologies that are not necessarily as refined as they could be, things are not necessarily always going to be as fixed as you want them to be. And therefore, they tend to lean towards more of the fluffier side of things because it's the most tangible elements that brands can see and deliver to their customers at a lot easier place um so you know you mentioned ar there it's very visceral it's very visual brands get it straight away you don't have to do too much thinking so marketing purposes yes technologies are that maybe a more back-end are quite difficult to to sell there and then what you think Oh, I definitely agree. And actually what came to mind was when I was in uh, Chanel once um, in one of the branches in Paris and I was speaking with one of the sales uh, assistants just to have her take on fashion tech and we had some time to chat. And she did say that actually in that branch they did do a test um, with, um, I believe it was measurements or at least a technology to do with fitting and virtual try-on. Um, and she said that obviously we would never hear about this or the world would never hear about it because like you said, it's really a test for them to see if it works without tarnishing the shiny brand that it is. Um, so yeah, I definitely agree that that's what makes it a lot harder then um, for startups who do want to genuinely help these brands um, to actually get through the door firstly and then actually proceed with with more yeah so I think it's a bit of a catch-22 situation yeah. where okay you're a startup with an amazing innovation um, but as you've just described in that um, example there nobody's gonna see it exactly basically so I think for startups you have to really understand how would you appeal to that glossier side of fashion shall we say when it comes to tech exactly um but actually when you do uh say obviously that lack of visibility we have noticed that obviously there are some um that are visible so for example with what i mentioned earlier about uh brands um entering into metaverse as well as nfts um so which ones would you say um are maybe actually doing this for a less fluffy perspective um I think what we've seen at the moment there's a lot of focus on the re-commerce elements so startups like Reflon 
are doing really well. Lizzie, who comes from France, are doing really well. Um, yeah, I'm seeing them all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seeing them all the time. So the usuals are making their way around. Um, obviously, Vestair Collective is now doing B2B partnerships with a lot of the mm. luxury players as well. So that side of things, end of life and consumer tech is uh, very, very hot right now, I would say, and it's very easy to understand. However, albeit, this technology is not necessarily that much of a deep tech. It is still, yeah. it's tech that's easy to understand and easy to implement, or easier, shall we say, than mm -hmm. something like that's doing AI, or real, that real t deep tech um, side of innovations. I think as well, retail tech is very easy to understand compared to, for example, supply chain tech. Retail tech is normally the ones that we we sort of see first. When I was doing my um, the Dandy Lab in London, when we had our retail tech store and tech lab, um, I'll be okay. Yes, we were a little bit ahead of our time, but it was the easier thing to sell because it was an environment that people understand. You have four walls. How can you change the physical retail element with mm. technologies? So. I think the context of technology makes um, a lot of difference as well as to how startups may want to engage with uh, a brand. Yeah, most definitely. And obviously we are seeing that a lot um, with some of the uh, brands that we are, well, that some of our startups are approaching um, versus those who they're being approached, but also maybe actually just kind of being a bit standoffish, should yeah. I say, <laughs> about it. Um, so I think it is quite normal. Um, I think obviously just going back with, you know, kind of like those who I think maybe are using it for less fluffy purposes, it can be quite difficult to really pinpoint um, them sometimes. Um, you've obviously listed there some of the examples, which I think uh, perfectly make sense. Um, but now sometimes to really decipher whether is, are they doing this for, to just say, hey, we've got this cool marketing tool, or, you know, are they actually trying to then help their own business? Sometimes the lines are blurred. And I would say specifically, maybe the slightly less luxury, um, maybe just slightly lower uh, market level, for example, who maybe have a little bit more wiggle room to maybe do such tests um, and are just a bit more open-minded. Um, and But I think the number one brand that I would say out of all of that, that is genuinely doing a great job with tech adoption would be Nike, Nike mm -hmm. really. I agree with that. Yeah, and I was actually speaking to someone else in our network the other day and she was just saying they seem to be the only one genuinely doing nfts the yeah. way it should be and what makes them non-fluffy then when i think when you say fluffy i think of fluffy pancakes but <laughs> <laughs> what makes them non-fluffy um well i don't know because i feel like when they've been quite consistent with their adoption and the fact that they actually bought uh artifact and all of that for me seems more real than someone who's just adopted it for like a marketing tool for one yeah. collection and then they forget about it the next. Um, so there are a few examples like that, maybe those who are also now getting into gaming and stuff, which is something else we're seeing them do a lot. Um, but generally speaking, those who are trying to do such things um, would just you know, maybe just pay a freelancer or someone else to just make that digital collection, just say we've done it, and then we don't really see yeah, anything afterwards. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. 
or actually maybe you don't really see much results from um, whatever they did. So maybe maybe it didn't quite work. So we can give yeah. them the benefit of doubt that maybe it's a case of they did test it, it wasn't for them, they moved on. Um, but the other thing that when, you know, we're again speaking of fluffiness, it really is a case of we're just seeing some images yeah. Of, of these things and there's no depth basically and i think on that point you know about moving on and not seeing the results um you know what we're classing as fluffy is actually marketing yeah basically and i think those marketing elements are easy to track when it comes to roi so for example your engagement rates your dwell times yeah. you know your, your your media impact value those are elements that we can understand and kpis that brands can understand very yeah. easily. But when it comes to other technologies that are harder to grasp, those KPIs can be quite confusing, I feel, for a lot of brands, but also for those startups to follow. So, for example, a couple of our startups that are working more in the deep tech space or working more along the lines of the back engine of fashion, where KPIs are more difficult to define, that I think is where the problem starts coming in because neither side knows how, knows how to handle each other. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it, it, I completely agree when you say the back end. Um, so I guess kind of pre-production or uh, the production side, definitely it, I would say is kind of suffering a little bit more in terms of tech adoption compared to um, well, the front end and yeah. the marketing side. Yeah. Well, um, in this case, obviously, how would you say this all links with sustainability efforts? So we spoke a little bit about, you know, how there is the fluffiness that is being used um, for just the marketing side um, and the visuals and everything with metaverses and um, uh, metaverse space and NFTs. But on the flip side, there is some tech um, that we're seeing a lot of in terms of digital IDs um, or other platforms such as like reselling platforms that are now emerging as well um so what would you say then how does this link in terms of sustainability are these people genuinely trying to be sustainable or are they just again adding a little bit of spice to their yeah. shopping so i experience? probably think at a personal level they care about sustainability hopefully <laughs> that work within the fashion brands but i think with um the larger corporates it's very difficult to align the entire company to sustainability efforts and to execute that at a level that makes sense with the core business strategy. So, for example, we talked earlier about Reflaunt and a lot of companies doing their own um, own branded resale platforms. Uh, Lizzie, as I mentioned earlier as well, they're helping brands to do their own um, rental. Uh, one example that comes to mind is Sandro, the fashion brand in France that sells menswear and women's wear. And I just happened to stumble on their website one day, you know, doing a normal shopping journey online on the Sandro website, just looking for some clothes. And I, all of a sudden I saw, oh, what's this secondhand link mm. basically in the menu? But um, lo and behold, it was their own branded resale platform. I was like, oh, this is cool. This is interesting maybe they're trying to really integrate secondhand clothing research into their and circularity into their core business principles but then actually when i clicked on it obviously i'm shopping for menswear you know we checked just before recording this podcast there's only 279 products yeah. in the resale section for men, which is not very big considering how large sandra actually is as a mm -hmm. brand i first stumbled on this resale section probably about five, six months ago. 
it was like 200 products. So it's not grown much larger since then. So it does make you question, okay, have they just put that on there to tick off the circularity box, to tick off Mm -hmm. the sustainability box, to tick off, oh, look, we're doing some good for the world by offering our clients the ability to send in their clothes. So for those of you that don't know the central platform, what happens is you basically upload a picture onto their platform to get a quotation from Sandra directly. They tell you, okay, we think it's worth X amount of money. You agree to that amount or not. And then you send your product back to Sandra HQ and they sell it on your behalf. And in return, you get a sales voucher to spend uh, either in store or online. So you're not necessarily doing the one that's doing the resale element, but you still get value out of it. Uh, we looked at also women's wear as well just before this podcast recording. They just had just over 2,500 garments. You know, considering that women's wear is their larger category, it's not a huge, amazing amount of resale items on there. So I think, I don't know here, but I probably think here, A, there's a lack of visibility there for the secondhand element. There's a lack of actual... Um, process probably put in place for accepting or declining um, a garment fit for resale and as I said I just happened to stumble on that I didn't even know that they were reselling garments so I think there's a selling or advertising okay hey you can actually buy secondhand clothing on our website yeah exactly well it could be that or yeah. maybe the people who are purchasing already from sandro just don't want to resell their clothes but we'll have to see obviously as the time goes yeah, but as you said a combination of growing. everything exactly <laughs> yeah um well i guess to just to summarize then what we've uh discussed so far pretty much there is this kind of visual fluffy side that we're seeing in terms of marketing in terms of trying to uh, put sustainability into it but still kind of remaining theoretical um again in terms of really practical and then lastly pretty much that fashion seems to really be remaining as this traditional um model of well still having this exclusivity and having all this limited edition things with nfts etc um so with that just a few tips before we end this episode just for you listeners to, uh, if you're a brand, maybe to be a bit more conscious as to what you're adopting in terms of the tech um, and just an encouragement for other startups as well. Um, So I I would just say maybe the first tip would really be just to understand your customers. Who are you selling to? From what we heard earlier about um, those using AR, you never know uh, exactly what your customers may actually be wanting or needing in terms of their shopping experience. Um, So I would say maybe some market research on that and doing a deeper look into your customers. What would you say maybe is the second tip? So definitely the second tip is from what we've seen so far, you may be speaking to a sustainability department to sell your innovation to, but it's very rare that they're the final decision maker mm. and the person that actually signs off on the budget. Most In most situations, it's going to be somebody like the CFO or the chief financial officer yeah. that is going to be making that financial decision. So I would really ensure that with your innovation, it always comes back down to, okay, if a brand is investing X amount, on your innovation what exactly are they going to get in terms of roi for that amount of money and i think that has to be very clear and i see quite often the, bra- the startups do 
miss that element when trying to sell into to startups uh, into brands sorry Um, I think that's super 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 important Um, and really know who you're pitching to yeah is like my big (laughs) definitely uh, thing there so yeah just read the room yeah definitely Um, and I guess the last point uh, or last tip would be uh, just understanding how that actually incorporates into your own business model. So in this case, uh, does it really help? Are you thinking of this, uh, I don't know, lay planning tech or, you know, NFT? How does that specifically link with the type of business you're trying to create? Um, and does it really fit in or are you just adding something sparkly to <laughs> what you're currently doing? Um, and as a, as a startup, uh, pretty much like what Peter said, on on the flip side um, again understanding how the certain partners that you're looking into really fit in with your own business yeah on that point I would say your innovation really has to bring added value to that core business of that brand yeah and unless they are completely aligned it's very difficult to get that sell in yeah exactly Well, on that note, I hope you guys have been inspired uh, to, I guess, do some more less fluffy um, integrations of tech or vice versa. Um, Well, thank you for listening. And that will be all for today. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening. We will be releasing episodes at least once a month with each episode featuring a different topic. We'll also have guests joining us such as founders from our portfolio of startups and fashion industry insiders from our incredible network to bring further discussions on sustainability, fresh perspectives on design and many more all related to fashion tech. Be sure to check us out on social media at beyondform underscore io as well as our website beyondform.io for updates. Beyondform brings human and financial resources together to launch and scale early stage fashion tech startups with ambitious founders. We hope to potentially see some of you joining our venture studio very soon. Don't forget to drop us a line if you'd like to hear us talk about a specific topic. Until next time.